I think that's the shortest reading in the, in the whole uh, cycle of three readings, three years of readings. So that calls for a long homily, I think. <laughs> you know, the, the question that, uh, I don't know, I kept meditating on this week in light of this gospel. Before Sunday of Easter is always Good Shepherd Sunday, and it's always, I'm, I'm always drawn to the shepherd's voice being known by the sheep, and they hear that voice, but they, they don't recognize other voices. But the, the image that I was praying with this week was, is my life more characterized by a cacophony or a symphony? Is my life characterized more by a cacophony or a symphony? Right, A cacophony is this, uh, all these noises, all these sounds that aren't in sync with one another. Right, It's discordant, it's dissonant. Right? And a symphony, of course, is a bunch of different sounds, but that are in unity with one another, where the multiple parts together make up a beautiful whole. And so my, my, my question was, of all the voices that go on in my life, is my life characterized more by a, a cacophony or a symphony? I found this interesting quote from uh, Desmond Tutu, the great Anglican bishop, uh, anti-apartheid activist, human rights activist, and he said something similar. It's a slight, slight paraphrase. He said, out of the cacophony of the chaos of our lives, we are called to create or to find a symphony of meaning and order. Out of the cacophony of the chaos of our lives, we're called to find or to create a symphony of meaning or order. So maybe we discern that for ourselves. If, if somebody looks at me, spends some time with me, if, uh, do they think I'm a cacophony or a symphony? What's the cacophonous person look like? They're completely preoccupied. They've got too much noise. They, got too, they listen to too many voices. They're inundated, oversaturated with voices, exterior and interior. There's no space for reflection. There's no space to discern which voices should I actually listen to. There's no space to prioritize voices, to be able to process and sort through all the voices that are vying for our attention. The cacophonous soul doesn't have peace. They're scattered. Right? I, love, I love breaking down the word, the word diabolical. Right, uh, associated with demons. The word means to, to throw about. We get our English word ball from diabolical. It's to throw about something. And so the, di the diabolical is that which throws and discombobulates the different parts of us in all different directions. So we're disordered, we're discombobulated, we're scattered. That's the cacophonous person. What's the symphonous soul? The symphonous person. Right? The symphonous soul is someone who's well-ordered. Right? There's a structure. There's space for reflection and, and distinguishing voices and prioritizing voices. The different parts of them are in harmony with one another. I've been very influenced uh, in my kind of approach to living the faith by the ancient Greek philosophers and then the Christians that built on them the idea of the well-ordered person, 
a well-ordered soul. That if all the different parts of us are, are oriented toward their proper ends, then we have a kind of symphony within the person. Right? If our body is working toward health, if our mind is pursuing truth, right, and, and directed by wisdom and knowledge, if our will is, is free, unshackled, and oriented toward justice and goodness, if our emotions are allowed to be experienced but then elevated by the mind and by faith, right, all of those parts of us working in tandem make up a symphony. But if different parts of us are out of sync, we have a cacophonous soul. The symphonous soul is at peace. There's a kind of serenity that no matter what happens on the outside, like, I still have the peace of Christ. That's how I want to interpret the, Jesus in this really short passage from the Good Shepherd Discourse today. He says, like, three times, no one can take, no one can take me out of, anyone that I've gained out of the Father's hand. And I would interpret that to say that once we live in that symphonous place with the peace of Christ, nothing that happens to us can take us from there. Right? No matter how bad it is, and it doesn't mean we don't feel emotions, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but it's like the peace of Christ, the serenity of having a symphonous soul allows us to sort of avoid, right, the roller coaster of the cacophonous soul. The image for the symphonous soul I want to focus on with the Good Shepherd is the idea of Jesus as the conductor of the symphony. Right, you've been to a symphony, everybody's got their eyes fixed on the conductor. Right, all the instrumentalists, right, they're playing their instruments, but they're looking up at the conductor. Right? And to me, I have no idea what the conductor's doing. To me, it looks like they're the third base coach in baseball. Right? You know, they're just making movements. Uh, but I've been told they're doing something very important. Right? Meaning they're, they're actually communicating things. Right? Luke's done conducting. Right? That they're actually, they are the focal point. Right? Right? They're giving a kind of structure and order and unity and integrity to the whole. Right? Their eyes are fixed on the conductor. And it's his voice through his hands, mainly, right? that's giving order to what seems to be or what could be the top. That's the voice of the good shepherd for the Christian. It's the conductor of the symphony. It's what orders us. It's what integrates us. It's the default position. It's where our, our eyes are fixed. I want to just give a brief shout out to my uh, mom today, who shouldn't be watching this. She should be at church, in person, um, as the conductor of my family. Right? Five kids, discombobulated, disheveled. Involved in a million things, and my dad, he's, I love my dad, but he was not interested in conducting uh, these affairs. Um, my mom was the conductor, right? If, to move five parts, to integrate five parts, five moving parts together, right? That was, 
my mom. And I know that's true for many, many families. And so a shout out, we'll do a blessing uh, for mothers after communion. But the good shepherd as the conductor, his voice as the integrating force, that which helps us to avoid a cacophony and to achieve a symphony. Real quick story, I had a funeral uh, yesterday morning in Van Wert, Ohio. Uh, one of our students, uh, junior, her brother, 26, um, died. And Tyler had a really tough life. Um, at the age of 13, uh, he was run over by a tractor on their farm and uh, was in a brief coma and uh, had significant brain damage and was confined to a wheelchair. And then a few years later, right after he started to kind of walk well again and things like that, he was involved in a terrible car accident. So he just had a really, really tough life. But one of the things the family said to me uh, in our conversations was, Tyler had the choice between two sets of voices to listen to after all this happened. He had, he had the choice to listen to the voices of doubt. Right? You might say the diabolical voices, the scattering voices. These were the voices externally that said, you can't do this anymore, right? You've got a condition. The, certainly the internal voices, which he had, right? They were honest. He, he, he knew these, the bitterness, the resentment, why me? Why does this keep having to happen to me? Why, I, why can't I fulfill the dreams that my sisters are fulfilling? Right, all of that. Why can't I have a normal life like everyone else? Right, they, they were there, but the family said he never entertained them. He never embraced them. And then there was the second set of voices, his family and friends and God, who kept saying to him, Tyler, you're not defined by this. You're not defined by this. God can bring good out of bad. Have trust and faith in the one who, who knows your future better than you. You can accomplish anything within this context. And so his family, they let him do whatever he wanted. He, wanted the he won the state championship in the seated shot foot, which I didn't even know was a thing. But he kept wrestling and crawled out onto the mat, kept showing his animals. Right at the Van Wert County Fair, they said, we're going we're gonna to let you do whatever you possibly can do. They said he had a choice between listening to two sets of voices. The voice of the diabolical that always wants to scatter and create disorder and discombobulate us and create us, make us into a cacophonous soul. Or the voice of the good shepherd and his ambassadors, his family and community who were speaking words of integration, of positivity, of the chance that God can bring something redemptive out of so much suffering. Because he listened to those voices, he inspired so many people. And he inspired so many people. So friends, I just ask that we uh, meditate on that this week. Right? If someone, as I discern my life, because I, I have to admit, in the last few months, I've felt like a cacophonous person. I'm too scattered. I'm not present. I feel discombobulated at times. And there's not enough space for, for reflection of who, what voices to listen to and what, we, we live in the craziest time, I think, in the history of the world with the amount of voices that are vying for our attention. We're oversaturated. Who do you listen to on anything, right? It's, it's crazy. It takes, it's gonna take us a more concerted effort today to have a symphonous soul than I think ever before because of the amount of voices that are vying for 
for our attention. So maybe that's our reflection this week, right? To strive, right? To be more well-ordered, to be more integrated, right? To seek to live a life that gives space, right? That isn't so preoccupied and inundated, right? With all of the voices that we have at our disposal. And let's seek by the Lord's grace and by this Eucharist to strive to live out that Desmond Tutu quote, that out of the cacophony of our life, the chaos of our life, that we might be able to find or create a symphony of meaning and order.